the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Pastor Eric Cartier, thanks so much for joining me. I hope that you're having a great, great day uh, today. I know it's sure been windy here in Colorado Springs. Well, you're listening to Crosswalk, and the purpose of the show is to give you an opportunity to call in. I'm live in studio today with Chris Gold, our general manager here at the station and also senior vice president of Salem Media. Well, thanks so much for joining me. And and Chris, I can really say it's your friendship and partnership uh, that's made me want to do this show, have this opportunity to do this show. So yeah. so thanks so much for partnering with me. And, you know, I wanted you to come in today because uh, I know this is a subject that you're passionate about, uh, but right now is just unprecedented times uh, that we're uh, facing, and that is this Roe versus Wade decision that's going before uh, the Supreme Court. So, and just thinking about, you know, who was responsible for leaking that document, right? Yeah. Somebody within the court, a law clerk, someone who worked within the Supreme Court of the Chambers, somebody leaked that on purpose. Uh, and it's not the final opinion, right? So, but everybody's now up in arms. It's been a crazy week, lots of protests. And uh, yeah, I'm passionate about this issue because the pro-life issue has been something that's been very important to me for almost my entire life. I mean, yeah. I, I was born in 62. Yep. So it's been, you know, 50 years, 1973, when Roe versus Wade was decided. Yeah, I think we're at a really pivotal point in our country. You know, if the Supreme Court, what it seems like they will, uh, will actually reverse Roe versus Wade and make abortion illegal on a federal level, that's a big decision in our, our country. I was born in 1978, so a few years after 1973. So my whole life as a U.S. citizen has has been with this legalized uh, uh, abortion um, and then as I've been reading the news this week for someone to leak, uh, this information, this draft on a decision that hasn't been met, we, we don't know the motive, but it sure seems like it's, it's someone that's pro-abortion that wants to try to change the outcome of, of this decision. And if this is the direction our country goes, where our Supreme Court's trying to sort things out and things get leaked while they're in process, yeah. seems to really undermine things. It seems to me that it certainly does undermine things. And and just to go back to what you said, 
you know, if the Supreme Court does indeed issue their opinion, their their decision on this case, and they overturn Roe versus Wade and the Casey um, uh, decision as well, it won't make abortion illegal on a federal level. It will send the decision back to each individual state That's right, to yeah. make those decisions themselves. So there'll be states like, we already know, states like California, maybe here in Colorado, right. uh, New York. We know that some states are going to say, no, um, you know, we'll pass legislation real quick. As a matter of fact, many of those states already have legislation that's been passed. Right. That will make abortion legal, yeah. maybe even in the state of New York, up until the moment of birth and even 28 days after birth, which to me just seems mind blowing. just mind-blowing. But it will be sent back to the states, which is how our country has been designed with the three different branches of government, right? The legislature makes the laws, the Supreme Court, the Justice Department— those folks, they interpret the laws, and then the executive um, branch, he executes the laws, right? And so those three branches have worked pretty good for the last couple of hundred years. Yeah, I don't know where we come up with the idea that we're not going to honor what the Supreme Court decides. If we want to change it, we can change it, because it's the will of the people in the end. Yeah, it does seem like it's good that more goes back to the state level, and then we as voters have opportunity to influence who's in office on the state level, the laws that happen on the state level. I've been thinking about Micah 6-8 as I've been trying to process mm. this that tells us to to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Because I think a lot of us are going, how do I navigate this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it does seem like there needs to be a voice for justice. You know, there's the voice we were talking about, the voice for the unborn, right? Right. You know, who, who's going to speak up for these unborn babies that are being aborted? You know, th- there seems to be a need to cry foul. Hey, these documents got leaked. We have justices that are getting their homes protested. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about that. Where, where does justice play into this and in the role of a believer so I think some of us might be going, you know, I have these convictions, but I don't really want to get involved. Mm-hmm. But this call to justice seems to move us. Yeah, I think, you know, Eric, when I first met you, I, I, I remember I went to RMC and Michelle and I attended and you preached and I met you after the service. And uh, I think we had lunch scheduled like later in the week, but we had never met. I think That's right, Mar- yeah. I think Mark Skalberg set lunch up for us. And uh, I, I walked up and I just said, hey, uh, Eric, nice to meet you. My name's Chris. And you said, are you Chris Gould? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned that because you, you've always had, uh, you know, really incredible insight. I love your transparency and your authenticity. I love your knowledge of scripture and your ability to speak clearly and and navigate not only the scriptures but even issues like this. So I just want to say thank you for being you. And and again, Micah six eight. So do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Want to first? I think we want to make sure we don't get those mixed up, right? Yeah. To love justice and do mercy, right? You know, it's do justly. That's right. Love mercy and walk humbly. And so I think when it comes to this issue, we have to be able to be 
uh, clear communicators. We want to tell the truth and we want to do so with gentleness and respect. Right. We want to we want to uh, enter into these conversations with love in our heart, with our ability to be able to be merciful and and try to understand where the other side is coming from. And to to the degree that others will engage in that conversation with us, Eric, I think we can make progress. I agree. In, you know, understanding their point of view, you know. Part of my challenge over the years has been in in engaging with people who have the pro-abortion, the pro-choice perspective. It's hard to get off onto first base because the first question is, what is it? What is this fetus a li- a human life or not? Right. And and they don't want to talk about that. I have found right. many many people just don't want to talk about that because they want to just talk about it's a woman's body. It's her right to choose, and you don't have any right to tell me what to do with my body. But who gets to speak justly for that human being inside her womb? Who gets to speak for that that baby, right? that innocent human life? And so uh, when it comes to justice, I think it's, uh, you know, we have to be on our knees in the morning, on our knees at night. Right. We've got to be in prayer. And be ready to engage when it comes to that moment when when we're going to be talking with someone who might have a different opinion from ours. Thanks, Chris. Stay with us. We're going to head to a break. One hundred point seven, the word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well, enjoying your afternoon, not stuck in too much traffic. I think the big news event that's really on everybody's hearts and minds, especially as believers, is the Supreme Court's uh, upcoming ruling on Roe versus Wade and these leaked documents that have just uh, come out. I have Chris Gould with me. He's the general manager of the Salem stations here in town and also the senior vice president. Mm. Privileged to call him a friend as well. We're processing uh, this uh, together through the lens of Micah 6 8. Micah 6 8 tells us to do justly, love mercy, and to also walk humbly with our God. And in this voice of justice, you know, crying out uh, where there is an injustice, it does seem that things crossed a line. Uh, with these documents getting leaked, that this case is not decided. Someone's wanting to influence the outcome. Protesters going to justices' homes, trying to intimidate the ultimate uh, decision. Uh, share your thoughts with us, Chris. Well, uh, you know, as it relates to that in particular, Eric. So the White House yesterday admonished those who are intimidating the Supreme Court. Um, and the justices, they actually, you know, uh, I think it was Jen Psaki actually said, um, you know, the president of the United States strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats, or vandalism. Now, I don't often agree with our president, but certainly on this, there's no doubt. I agree a hundred percent. You know, yeah. judges perform an incredibly important function in our society, 
And they should be able to do their jobs without concern for their own personal safety, the safety of their families. For sure. It's literally against the law to protest in that way, to try to influence a judge or a juror or a witness or any court officer. And so you can find that in the U.S. Code. So I think that um, to do justice as it relates to this particular topic means we have to be able to sit at the table together and discuss these things. Yes, yeah. And there's so many people, you know, hiding behind social media and throwing barbs from one way to the other. Um, yeah, the decision hasn't been uh, sent down. They haven't written that decision. This is a draft. It looks like they're going to rule uh, or overrule Roe and Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so what does that mean, right? That means that the states will get to decide and every state will be able to address this issue from their perspective, according to the will of those people who live in that state. Yeah. So to kind of move further into Micah 6, 8, we've talked about to do justly, so important to be a voice for the unborn. How about love mercy? Mm. As I was meditating on this this afternoon, it's not just mercy, but actually loving mercy, which unfortunately, I love mercy in my life, but it's hard to extend mercy to others. And so when and how do we show mercy? I think a lot of it has to do with the attitude of the person. You know, if, if someone is you know, shouting from a chair at us mm. and being angry and vindictive and calling names, I don't know that it's the posture of mercy, obviously respect and not returning evil for evil. That's more along the lines of justice, but Jesus seemed with the individual mm. when there was brokenness, he was merciful. He, yeah. He, yeah, he, he did. And you know what, Eric, as you said that I was thinking about, you know, but Jesus was a little bit different with the Pharisees. That's right. You whitewash tombs, right? I mean, strong he, language, strong language. And so, you know, there are some on the other side who would be for abortion and they call themselves pro-choice that sometimes they get so passionate, they're literally yelling and screaming. It's really hard to have any kind of cogent conversation with them. So I, I would say as it relates to loving mercy, we just we say, look, they're so passionate, they really can't communicate. Let's just have mercy for them in that moment. Yet at the same time, we have to be able to stand firm on what we believe, right. why yeah. we believe it, and deliver our side of the argument with gentleness and respect, First Peter 3.15. So, yeah. so I think you know, it's, it's hard. It is you know, hard, yeah. Loving mercy is hard, especially when you've got a sharp-tongued, vindictive person on the other side of the table. And so, um, again, I think you know, the more time we spend in prayer, meditation on these things, quiet in our closet, prayer closet with our Father in heaven, mm-hmm. makes it easier when we're in that moment to be strong and to be kind and to love mercy. I think a lot of times we can take current events, world events, national news, and kind of separate it from our relationship with God. Mm. You know, like you think, I, <laughs> if I'm honest, I really haven't spent a lot of time praying about this Roe versus Wade decision, even though I should be. Yeah. But but if I if I was, it would really help me walk this balance of justice and mercy. 
And I oftentimes think we look at our Christian life like an old school TV dinner where it's all separated and God wants it to be a chicken pot pie Yeah, where it's, he wants us praying about these issues that are close to his heart. So when we do have an opportunity to respond, we're doing justly, but we're also loving mercy and honoring him. So that's a great point, Chris, to to really be praying about these things so we can have the appropriate response. Well, he, he, he I heard a pastor um, put it this way, just about how in many ways um, Christians these days, yeah, we go to church on Sunday so that we can go to work on Monday and uh, earn, you know, uh, uh, earn a living and we tithe on that. And then we think that's living the Christian life. Like, in other words, being the church is 24 7, right. 365, not just the one hour on Sunday. Yeah. And that's what makes it so challenging is to yeah. be kind and gracious and loving, yet stand for truth in the public square where it matters most. And yeah, that's one of the reasons why we purchased this radio station was for truth telling, redemptive truth telling, so that we could help share the love of Christ and how ministry in the marketplace, you know, merges with scripture, right? So mm-hmm. uh it's not it's not easy to find these kind of platforms where we can tell the truth yeah. and talk like we're talking even right now. How do we handle this very important decision? And in terms of um in terms of loving mercy, I I just would echo again, it's hard. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. really is. I'd like to speak to any listeners that are in a place where they've had an abortion or participated in abortion. I think this is where God's mercy really does come in. We don't back away from the truth of, of this issue, but there's some that are going, man, this is so much more personal to me than just laws that are being passed and, mm-hmm. and the guilt and the shame. And there's so much healing that Christ wants uh, to bring. He's a God of forgiveness. He heals uh, the, the brokenhearted. I know both of us are supporters and partners with Life Network mm-hmm. that are here in, in town. And they've got a great ministry to those that have had an abortion or are participated in abortion to find a road road of healing. Yeah, that walk for life is something we've been involved with for many years, and we're really grateful to be able to partner with them because, like you said, it's not just uh, about holding up the sanctity of human life. It also is ministering to those who have had experiences with an abortion themselves. That's right. Either either um, the man or or the woman. So. Those folks are great at that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From Genesis to Revelation, this is 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Really privileged to have Chris Gold with me live in studio today, Vice President of Salem Media and also the General Manager of the Salem Stations here in town. We're processing this decision by the Supreme Court of Roe versus Wade, the leaks that have taken place of these important uh, documents. I was reading on Christian Headlines. It's a great place to go to to get uh, news, christianheadlines.com. But Al Mohler uh, responds to a White House uh, briefing where the White House briefing said 63% of Americans want Roe 
to stand. And so that's our White House, their their opinion. And then Al Mohler goes through and picks apart where he offers that some other research to show that that's not quite uh, the case. And he quotes a Fox News poll and Mueller acknowledges some things from their findings, yet she failed to mention the poll's other findings, including 54% of Americans favor an abortion ban after 15 weeks and 50% backing an abortion ban about six uh, weeks, he said. So just over one-fourth, 27% of Americans believe abortion should always be legal, the Fox News poll found. So you have the the White House saying, hey, sure. 63% are wanting abortion, but then when you really dig into the numbers, it's only 27%. Uh, uh, percent. So a lot going on with this issue. Yeah, when you take a look at news today, Eric, you really have to dig yeah, you, know, you do. It's 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 almost like you can't just you can't trust just Fox, you can't trust CNN, mm-hmm. you can't trust you know everything One American News, Newsmax or Salem or I, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you got to dig into you it. You really do have to dig into it. And that's why, you know, I commend people to places like christianheadlines.com. That's up. That's part of the Salem family and mm-hmm. And so, you know, coming up with different places where you can go for truth to find out what is truth. And, um, of course, we know what the basis of all truth is, and that's Scripture. Yeah. So we want to line everything up with Scripture. And so when when it comes to these things, you know, the sanctity of human life is is at the heart of the gospel. Yeah. And so that's why we've all been so passionate about it for so many years— and we've literally been stifled by the makeup of the Supreme Court, Correct. which, yeah. you know, in the 70s and the 80s, the 90s, even in the 2000s, you know, we've faced liberal majorities that have just stymied all of our cases and efforts to say, look, take, let's take another look at this. And it appears with this draft release that they have taken a good long look. By the way, it's a 98-page draft. I think it's 98 pages. Mm-hmm. I read 75 mm. of the 98. And it's a very logical argument. And again, they don't pretend to want to make it a federal dictate that right. abortion is okay or not okay. What they're saying is that we're going to send it back to the states. Correct. Yeah. Which is which is really where you want it. Now we talked during the break that in this state, um, our legislature has already um, sealed this thing. You yeah. know, and the and the legislation has been signed by Governor Polis yeah, that abortion is going to be is going to be legal in this state. Yeah. Um, no matter what. Right. And so we'll have to work to overturn that if yeah. if indeed it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. yeah it sure can be done. And. And, you know, these things do change. Uh, I think that, um, you know, a lot is going to come out over these next weeks and months, you know, in terms of this being a real top discussion point. And so back to Micah 6-8 in terms of walking humbly as we discuss these things. Yeah. You know, and so that's going to win the day. You know, are we the kind of people that want to flaunt this draft opinion in front of our friends and neighbors and say, look, it's going to be overturned. Right. I I think not. I think, you know, the humble man wins the day. 
And so, um, as, as you said earlier, Eric, about, you know, loving mercy and, and doing justly. And when you interact with people, you don't know where they've been. You don't know the, the road they've walked. Have they participated in an abortion? Have they had an abortion? Have they had right. multiple abortions? Right. Have they recommended their children have abortions? Um, it's easy to, uh, it's easy to, to cast dispersions on people, you know, when we don't know them, but right. as we get to know people and interact with them, I think we have to have that, the heart of Christ in that. And that means merciful and, yeah. and walking humbly. Sure. Seems to me, as I study the scriptures, humility is God's sweet spot. Yeah. You know, he, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble mm-hmm. and who wants to be resisted by, by God. And then and he's saying, Eric, Chris, listeners, I want you to walk humbly with me. So that's a lifestyle, you know, daily trying to walk with the Lord, remembering he's forgiven my sins and continues to forgive my sins. And he's the only one that that's holy. And it's interesting that God strings these three together. Mm. And it is challenging, like, like you mentioned, but I think it gives us a real target to navigate these issues, do justly, love mercy, and then walk humbly with your God. And as you're saying, humility wins the day. And if we're truly humble before the Lord and humble before others, even as we're standing up for justice, that's going to be a huge difference. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if the body of Christ as a whole was known for justice, mercy, and humility? Absolutely. You know? And I think that's what that's what Jesus is calling us to so so let's put it into a practical yeah, application, yeah. okay? So, you know, uh, some of these far-left protesters, um, the, the ones that have pro- been protesting in front of Justice Alito's home and Brett Kavanaugh's home, they're calling to abolish the Supreme Court hmm. entirely. Um pro-abortion protesters with Party for Socialism and Liberation and other far-left groups gathered on Saturday to voice their opposition to the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade, going as far as to call for the Supreme Court to be abolished. So, Eric, how am I going to be humble in interacting with folks that want to literally tear apart our republic? I mean, those three branches, as we all learned, right, in grade school, right. you know, legislative branch, executive branch, and and um, the, the justice. I don't know. H- how do you do that? I think the only thing that brings me clarity is the life of Jesus. And I think that oftentimes we think humility means weakness. So Christ obviously was humble. He was always submitted to the Father, but he overturned tables. And as we mentioned, he had very strong words to uh, the Pharisees. So I I think Christ, as he would come and try to deal with someone that's protesting in such a a radical way in front of a Supreme Court justice's home, trying to intimidate the decision, there would be a firm love there, not out of control, not sin and anger, not returning evil for evil— but not being weak or cowardly. I think a lot of times as Christians, we think, well, humility must mean we always just get walked over, mm. you know? And I think it almost takes a greater sense of meekness or humility to actually stand up and address issues 
do it firmly, do it with love, uh, do it with humility, but not think that humility is passive. We always kind of assume humility is passive. Yeah, that's really good. I like the way you kind of laid that out. And so engaging with these folks who want to, you know, they want to dismantle the Supreme Court, right? Or pack the court. Oh, one of the ways we're going to overcome these six conservative justices, which in in my lifetime, your lifetime, this has never happened. Right. We've never had six conservative justices on the Supreme Court. So they want to put 22 justices on the Supreme Court and add another 13 or so. Yeah, that would be liberal, right. so that they could overturn this, the overturning, which, right. gosh, it's just hard to believe that that's the answer. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. I can't count the times I've called your name from broken light. Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. I also have Chris Gold with me, the general manager of the Salem Radio Stations here in Colorado Springs and also the senior vice president. We've been unpacking the Roe versus Wade upcoming decision and these leaks that have taken place. And I'd just like to pause. This is a huge moment in our country. And I know I get busy. I, Chris is busy. Everyone's listening is busy. But this is a huge moment that mm-hmm. many have been working, you know, for 40 plus years to get the Supreme Court to hear it. Now they're hearing it. You know, it seems it's headed in this direction uh, that is going to put the decision of abortion on the state level mm-hmm. and very possibly thousands of lives, babies' lives uh, will be saved through this decision. Yeah, absolutely. And Eric, that's really the the right way to look at it because, you know, in the last 50 years, there's been a, a, almost 60 million abortions in mm. America. So those are 60 million lives that were never able to be realized. Mm. <clears throat> and so if, if this legislation you know, goes back to the states. There are going to be states, like we said earlier, New York, California, even our own Colorado, who yeah. will make laws, codify laws that will make <clears throat> abortion legal. But there's going to be a lot of other states that won't. And so yeah. I, I think this will result in many, many lives being saved. Yeah. And so ultimately, you know, we're here to preserve life. That's right. Yeah. You know, without your life, you don't have anything. So, right. so um, it's really a big, a big deal. A good, a good thing. Yeah. You know, Chris, another thing that we take for granted is here we are sitting live on the radio. This will turn into a podcast. It's, it's available online uh, as, as well. How did Salem media come about and this passion to see, <laughs> truth talked about in the marketplace for, you know, truth to be declared in the church, but also on the airwaves and on the internet. And give us a little bit of history of of Salem. Yeah, it's, it's a long story. I'll try to make it short. Um, The two founders for Salem, um, Ed Atzinger and Stuart Epperson, they were a couple of Bible scholars from Bob Jones University and back in the late sixties pooled their resources together to buy their first radio station in Garner, North Carolina, outside of Raleigh. And um, 
And they later sold that station and made a profit and used that profit to buy their first Christian teaching and talk radio station in Oxnard, California, which is where Ed was from. And uh, that was our first Christian teaching and talk radio station. And the philosophy was we wanted to tell the truth. We wanted to find a platform that we could put Bible teaching on to tell the truth, the truth about the scriptures and discipleship and evangelism. And um, all of that took place in 1974 on that radio station. So I I later listened to that station Hmm. um, when I was at the corporate office. And many of the programs that are still on that station were placed there by Ed Atzinger literally 50 years ago. That's amazing. And so um, it was always a question of building the best platforms for the best communicators of the gospel. That's how Salem got started. And then years later, as we started to acquire more stations and added more Christian teaching and talk stations across the country in big cities, um, we did some research to find out where do people go when they leave Bible teaching? What radio stations do they go to? Uh, We thought maybe country or maybe Christian music. It turns out it was news talk. Okay. So, you know, Bible teachers, Bible scholars, you know, uh, Bible students, people that love the Word of God want to find out, is the world still, you know, standing? Is it on fire right. or what's going on? How do we get on? involved? How do we get involved? And and so to tell the truth from a Judeo-Christian point of view, that's how we developed the news talk format. And so here in town, that's AM 1460. FM 101.1, The Answer, KZNT. And then later we added the Christian music, which, of course, here a lot of people know about KBIQ. Q102.7 is a very popular Christian music station. And, hey, thank God we have all three formats here in Colorado Springs. So we can tell the truth, lead people to Jesus, deal with the issues of what's going on in the marketplace from a Judeo-Christian perspective and uh, and let's also fill our hearts with the gospel through Christian music. So uh, that's kind of how it happened. And, you know, we try to have these three formats in every city in the country. So we're in New York and L.A., Chicago, every major city you can think of. And um, we're grateful for it. You know, Chris, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but my wife, Amber, you know, she got saved through Christian radio. So Love it. She was maybe eight or nine years old. Her mom was pumping gas. Her mom always had Christian radio on. Huh. And whoever was leading that program or was the DJ shared the gospel and said, if you want to receive Christ as your savior, why don't you pray this prayer with me? And that was the moment. And that, she did. She did. Wow. That the Holy Spirit touched her heart and she prayed to receive Christ mm. as, as her savior. Mm. You just never know who's listening. You yeah. never know who's getting touched with with the love of Jesus Christ, whether it's on the radio or online or on a podcast. And there's a lot that's wrong with our country. Yeah. But one of the things that is a blessing is we have the opportunity on the airwaves and the internet to proclaim Jesus, to proclaim the truth and mm-hmm. how we can get involved as believers in these issues that we've been talking about today. You're so you're yeah. so right. There's many people around the world that don't have this ability that, um, you know, the government, you know, squelches free speech, doesn't want religious 
speech on the broadcast airways. And, um, you know, you think of countries like China, North Korea, even even Venezuela and other uh, communist countries. Um, So, yeah, we're grateful for it. I'm certainly grateful for you, Eric. You know, when I came to town, I really wanted to put a local talk show on this station, 100.7. That's what you're listening to. And um, we were at lunch, and I think at the end of the lunch, you said, hey, if you ever need anybody to host the Christian radio program, (laughs) I'd be happy to do it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I I was praying for that. Mm. And, um, you know, you were destined to be here, and I'm so grateful for you and your cogent voice and caring ways and the way... You weave scripture in every day. You're leading people to the truth. And thank you so much for what you do. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity. And it's really been a beautiful partnership that Rocky Mount Calvary's had with 100.7 for, for years. Even prior to me being the senior pastor, the teachings from Sunday are on at 2.30, some mm-hmm. simple truth. And that's been a great partnership. People have come to RMC. They've They've, they've come to me many, many times and said, We've listened on the radio for years, mm. and we finally decided to, to come, and, and it's been a great bridge, a great part of the ministry of RMC, and this has challenged me and grown me to to do this talk format, but I've really enjoyed it, and it's been a, a, a great uh, partnership. And if you're just tuning in, we've been processing Micah 6-8, especially in light of the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court uh, upcoming decision, and Micah 6.8 tells us to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. And God's Word really gives us targets, uh, gives us guidance of how to deal with these issues. Well, we're almost out of time, Chris, but thanks so much for joining me. Hey, listen, now, um, uh, can I come on your show another time? Anytime. (laughs) Love having you. Open door. Well, it's been great, and uh, keep keep up the good work, and... uh, uh, my love and our love to Amber, your family. Um, you're doing a great work in our city. I'm so grateful for your leadership and um, your ability to stand in the public square and tell the truth about the scriptures and about what's going on in our world and to walk humbly. You do that, Eric, and I'm sure grateful to know you. So thanks so much. Well, thank you, Chris, and thanks so much for listening. We pray you have a great night. Know that the Lord loves you and he's with you. We'll be back with you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.